0: Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like the knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Joe Milmai and this is episode 91, Is That It? I feel a need to laugh again with you, if that's alright Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. If you're a new listener today, welcome in. I hope you'll enjoy us and enjoy what you find here on the show. And if you're a returning listener, as always, it is an absolute pleasure to be hanging out with you again. How are you? I hope you've been well since last time I spoke to you on the show. It seems like there was a couple of episodes very quickly together and then this week just seems like the longest week ever. But lots of things have indeed happened. But it did feel like a very strangely long week, I think because um, I normally do the the podcast on Tuesdays, and it was already it was ready on, I think, Sunday night or Monday morning, so it was a whole day early, so I feel like I've had an extra day um, of not recording uh, before I have come to speak to you again. But it's a pleasure to be back as always, and as I say, there's been... Lots and lots of fun stuff happening, lots of things uh, going on in the background over at Casa Shiny, and uh, lots of lovely messages that I've had during the course of the week, some of which I am going to share with you today because they made me deeply happy. And uh, I think that will be, obviously, make if you get it, it will be funny for you as well. And I'm assuming if you listen to the podcast regularly, then you do kind of get my sense of humour. So, I thought you all might want an update on our illustrious friend and delightful uh, friend and assistant of the podcast, uh, LJ, who ran the London Marathon on Sunday, just gone. She did finish it. She hasn't told me what time she finished it in yet, but she did manage it. She ran all the way. And bless her, she'd lost a. she wasn't, she's not been a very lucky kind of few weeks. She lost her eternity ring in North Greenwich <laughs> on Saturday and was absolutely gutted. But luckily, we managed to get it back on sunday so she finished the marathon and she had a ring as well back which was really cool i did say i would try and get her on um the podcast this week to tell us how she went on um but she's unfortunately she's a bit too busy this week but i'll get her on i'll get her on soon because i know a few of you a few of you have asked about her um in a roundabout way because nobody wants to ask about how sore her backside is <laughs> least of all me uh, and i know her quite well but um Yeah, I will get her on here so that you can uh, hear about how it went. But yeah, it was uh, a a good weekend for her. A very successful weekend, considering the doctor said she couldn't do it. Um, She just did uh, what what she wanted to do. And uh, fair play, fair play. I do like someone with a set of proverbial balls, if you will. So uh, well done to her on achieving that. I have some uh, news and things coming up for you this week. Don't forget, uh, on Saturday, if if you're free, um, and even if you're not, cancel your plans, it is Yarn Shop Day on Saturday, 30th of April, in the UK. And if you're in or around Manchester, come on over to Contessa Blaze's studio. She's got a metric truckload, um... <laughs> You could hear what I was saying in my head, couldn't you? Then uh, let's talk about uh, Freudian slip or whatever. Um, a metric truckload of uh, Tunnock's tea cakes. She put them up on um, on Facebook yesterday. She got a whole box of Tunnock's tea cakes. Uh, she she knows what I'm like, you know. I'm I'm very easily bought uh, when it comes to Tunnock's. and uh, I'll be popping over there. She'll have her studio open, and the lovely, lovely, super nice Isla of Brit yarn. We'll also be there with the laws of her British yarn. So it's going to be a great day. I'm looking forward to going over there with my good friend, the Gingerbread Bunny slash Felthead UK, Sarah, and meeting loads of you over there who I know are going. Do let me know if you're going to be there. Don't don't hide. Don't be shy. Um, come and say hello. And, um, you know, don't just, just don't try and take the tunnocks out of my cold dead hands, basically, because then there will be a fight. <laughs> but it's going to be a great day, I'm sure. And if you're not local to the Manchester area, then have a look on uh, the Let's Knit website. There'll be details of all the other yarn shops that are doing things for yarn shop day. And if you're not in the UK, why don't you make a plan with your friends or even by yourself, just make a plan to go visit one of your local yarn shops and um, show them a bit of love. That's what it's all about. So I'm very, very excited. I don't know if I'm going to get the I would love to have the voodoo shawl finished by then so I could just dramatically sweep in with my beaded shawl with a thousand beads on it. But I've still got another third of a cast-off to do. <laughs> and then I've got to block it. So, you know, when it when it is finished, it isn't going to be a case of, well, is that it? Now we're done. Um, there's going to be a whole lot of blocking as well and it's a pico bind-off. It's going to be totes painful. Um, there should be a blocking service, a casting-off service and a blocking service where it just comes back blocked. Done and uh, i'm hoping then i can you know build an outfit around that (laughs) not that i'm overly bothered about that kind of like fashion or whatever drippy stuff um i'm all about the tonics, frankly um but yeah i could i could wear that then that would be nice wouldn't it be good to have a nice new the first wear out it's always good to like plan an exciting first wear out for united projects i think so yeah excited exciting times so what else have I got for you today? It's going to be a lot of random chatter, probably not going to be a super long episode. I've got lots of irons in the fire at the moment over here and uh, just need to make sure I keep stoking the fire, if you will. And uh, so I've got a few little bits of news about things that are going to be happening here, there and everywhere. I've got some chat about a new yarn that I've been sent to have a look at. and um, And we'll see where it takes us after that. So grab yourself a drink, get your knitting, and we'll crack on with the show. Okay, so news, my darlings. My darlings. I'm in one of those moods today. You're going to have to bear with me. Um, So, yeah, I have uh, first up Enablers Corner. As always, um, unless I forget, we have a corner of Enabling in every episode that's not an interview, basically. And this week, I have uh, some stationary enabling for you. Stationary is in writing stock, um, cards, things. Not stationary, is in standing still. And that comes courtesy of my lovely friend and fellow podcaster on hiatus, uh, Martine Ellis of iMake, She has recently gone into, she sort of phoned her calling and gone into surface pattern design and she started to study that and she's now decided to put a subscription box together. It's called the Me Box, which stands for Martine Ellis, M-E, Me Box, and it's a monthly stationery subscription box. So, I don't know about you guys, but for me... I just find that finding decent cards these days is quite tricky and finding ones that not everyone else has and that are tasteful and nice and you know convey the right kind of message for the different occasions is tricky. A lot of people can't be bothered with cards anymore which is disappointing Um, but there's nothing quite like getting a really nice pretty card that you want to keep and I find it really hard to find them so I generally go to Waterstones that's the only place in town here where I can get decent nice tasteful cards because at one time you know stationery was a reflection of your social standing and your and your personal tastes and nowadays it's kind of like a an afterthought and I really love to have on hand cards because I'm really busy and I do tend to uh, not necessarily have time to go and or the facilities to go and find them as I've said. Or time to go and pick out the kind of cards that I want to send. And I also don't like to have the same cards as anyone else either. So obviously it's a little bit tricky to find that. And Martine sort of tapped into this, this kind of need in my life anyway. And... Um, to have that sort of stuff to hand and to just to make it convenient for you to have really pretty nice cards or postcards or things to send to people because i really like um to send handwritten things to people uh to show you know if, if i'm grateful for someone's help or if someone's been particularly supportive or um, if someone needs cheering up i like to send things to people and that means you need a lot of nice cards essentially and people i think people really enjoy receiving you know snail mail these days because there's so much digital communication goes on which is brilliant but there's nothing that quite kind of matches that having something in your hand i think as as kind of makers and knitters we're very tactile people we like to have things in our hands so she's created this monthly subscription box and what you get is essentially a variety like a little little surprise a little kind of spoiling for you surprise and then some gorgeous stationery to go with it so There could be things like little art prints that she's written or drawn herself or designed. Greeting cards, uh, postcards, colouring pages. And then there's always like a little sort of treat for you in there as well. Because it's nice to send out love into the world but everyone likes a treat for themselves. And we deserve a treat for ourselves. And everything is designed by Martine. It's all printed in Guernsey. Everything is done locally, which, again, I really like because it must be difficult to find that sort of thing on Guernsey because it's not the biggest of places. And, you know, to keep all of that kind of local provenance is really good as well. Obviously, full disclosure, she is a friend of mine. But, you know, you know me. I'm only going to recommend things, even if people are my friends, that I really like myself. And it is definitely something that I've struggled with. And as I said, Waterstones is the only place that I managed to get anything now the brilliant thing about the me box is it's 15 pounds per month inclusive of postage so when you're looking at like what's going to cost you in in waterstones to go and get cards they're all at least three pounds each it seems like a really good deal to me you know like quite good value as well and you know once you took the postage off and all that kind of thing um, you're getting a really decent deal for your money and you're always going to have beautiful cards there which is is a bonus big 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 billy bonus to me and so i thought i would enable all of you to that as well because i know a lot of you guys like to send handwritten cards too so you can find everything you need to find about the me box at martinellis.com i'll put a link in the show notes she's done an unboxing video and that shows you what was in the, the first box basically you can go and have a look at that I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It says, take me to the unboxing on the button. You can go and have a look and see what came in the box. But it looks really good. I can't wait to see what else she comes up with and and develops to go in these boxes afterwards. She does have a lovely taste and not just the same old, same old stuff. It is a bit different as well, which again is always good. So that is me enabling you to the me box by Martine Ellis. (laughs) So, a quick bit of news then, Scottish, all Scottish-based news. Not in Scotland anymore; it's a bit disappointing. But um, I have a lot of Scotland-based, workshoppy, yarn showy type stuff for you that I'll crack through quickly before I share some listener email stuff with you. First up is the Loch Ness Loch Ness Knit Fest. Why do people pick things that are really hard to say? Um, It is uh, taking place from the 29th of September to the 2nd of October 2016 uh, in Inverness, which is in the Highlands, basically, and it's going to be a four-day event. There's going to be loads and loads of stuff going on, workshops, lectures, um, marketplace, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a cruise on Loch Ness and... It's all based around Eden Court, which is like a kind of concert venue, cinema, arts type place in the the middle of town. You can walk there from the train station, it's next to the cathedral, and um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really good event. It's the first year it's going to be taking place, and I'm a bit jealous that as soon as I move out of an area, everything kicks off, uh, because it's only sort of 45 minutes on the train for me from where I used to live, as opposed to hours and hours and hours that I was used to and it looks like it's going to be a really good event you can find everything you need to know about that at lochnessknitfest.com and if you're going to be traveling for the event which most of you will be uh the you can get a train to inverness and from wigan it's about 7 hours and you can fly there so I would probably go for flying there. Don't be mistaken by the fact you could fly to Aberdeen and get a train. The train is a good two hours from Aberdeen so I would go for flying straight into Inverness Airport itself if I were you. But it is reachable and it's a beautiful area. It's a really great place to visit and uh, lots of nice kind of pubs and bars and shops and things as well to look at. So that's the Loch Ness Knit Fest. Also, yarn news for Scotland: Pitlochry on the seventh of May. So that's coming up uh, next weekend. There is a yarn show at the Athol Palace Hotel in Pitlochry, which is sort of near Perth. It's sort of the southern end of the Highlands. It's on from 10 till 5 and there's, you know, again, there's going to be lots of um, activities and Yarny Vendor type people there along with some other things. And the Dingwall Auction Mart is having the Highland Woolfest on the 21st of May. I've talked about the Highland Woolfest before, I have been and really enjoyed it. I think it's a, a cracking little show, you get lots of different stuff there and well worth the visit if you're up and around that area on holiday or even for a long weekend. You can find out everything you need to know about the Pitlockery and Dingwall yarn shows at highlandwoolandtextiles.co.uk and I will put a link in the show notes to both of those. So... I love love getting emails from listeners. It does make me really happy. I don't always get to reply straight away, but I promise I do try to reply to everyone. And if I forget, just email me again, um, because it will be genuine that I've just looked at it in the middle of the night or something, and then promptly forgotten. First up, a shout-out to Darcy Doodle D. He sent me a message on Ravelry to say, I just love your podcast. Hope your friend's ass is better. Me too, me too. I'll ask her. I'll pass on your good wishes. (laughs) Thank you. See, I just love that. I love normal people who were just like willing to get involved and have a bit of a laugh and don't take themselves too seriously and don't spend all their time navel gazing and overthinking everything. Life's for living, guys. Just just have a laugh. Talk about LJ's ass or whatever else you want to do. Just, to just have a just have fun, you know what I mean? Have a bit of a sense of humour. Love it, love it, love it. And then I got another email from Lisa. You're so nice, Lisa. Um and she, she basically says hello and she's enjoying catching up with all the other shows and then she said, and I'm going to read it out because I like it, and she said, as I said at the start of the email, I've not been knitting for all that long. The first real thing I made was a shawl. While knitting it, I made a rather big mistake, so I had a bit of a fussy lala, and a few tears, and somehow I ended up watching Stephen West's Baby You're a Knitter video. See, this is what I mean. You've got to have a sense of humour. It made me laugh so much, that, and then I slowly unknitted each stitch and corrected what I thought was the end of the world, but really was more of a molehill, all the while saying to myself, You're a knitter, not a quitter. Anyway, I emailed Stephen West to say how great I thought his video was and how happy it made me when my knitting was going wrong. And within an hour, he sent such a sweet message back. So listening to your interview with, with him was great. Knitters are very nice people. And on the whole, they really are. And, you know, big up Westie, fair play. Westie's also one of those people that like to take the mickey out of himself. And, and have a bit of a laugh. And some people just take it way too seriously. He's just mucking about. It. He's not taking the mic out of anyone other than himself. And um, obviously, him taking the Mickey out of himself is helping poor old Lisa, who's having a nightmare with her shawl. And we've all been there. We've all, we have all been there where you've wanted to throw it across the room or just, you know, hissy around and, and have a bit of a flounce and, or just cry about it. I never really get to the crying, but I definitely get into the throwing part and we've all felt like that about our knitting at times because yeah it's good and it teaches us loads of important stuff and patience and you know all that kind of of jazz but sometimes it just goes wrong and sometimes that's really really frustrating and blessing Westy taking the mickey out of himself with the baby you're in it, a video has, has cheered someone up and um fair play fair play Lisa to uh t- to tink him back and just just knitting it again you know as Helen said in the last episode, just just take it back, just re-knit it, you you know, it feels painful but you're not going to regret re-knitting it, you just need to go back and fix the things that are broken there and then. And you know, life lessons we can all live by. I do really like Westy, he definitely has a kind of persona for the public, you know, like his his theatre, his kind of, you know, West knit's as an alter ego um but when you when you speak to him one-on-one when he's not westnets and he's just mm. Stephen, he's really cute he's so sweet bless him and i have a radar for idiots i really do and he's not he's a sweetheart he's just having a laugh like you know most people are you can't get through life taking yourself too seriously um if you haven't seen his baby you're a video i'm going to embed it in the show notes for you because it's just classic. He's it's, At one point he's wearing a toilet seat as a necklace. And um, yeah, he gets a set of balls out of his pocket and his pants. It's, it's, I think it's really funny. Um, so hopefully you guys will enjoy it too. And obviously Lisa enjoyed it enough to go and un, unknit uh, a mistake. So yeah, thank you very much for writing in Lisa. I do love very much to hear from listeners. And, um, and useful life lessons for you all there. If in doubt. Go and watch what would what would you know? I'm getting confused now. Go and watch Demon's video and have a, a giggle at it. It is very funny. um I'll take my personal view on life, and and that is this: if in doubt, ask yourself what would Grace Jones do. For those of you who are familiar with Grace Jones, just just say well, you know what this has happened. What what would Grace Jones do? You won't go far wrong you walk a far wrong in life if you just channel grace in my opinion so <laughs> thanks very much for that lisa and uh, for everyone else who's written in i will get back to you all soon but yeah baby you're a knitter you're a knitter not a quitter and his other Knits videos are quite funny as well so we'll we'll definitely put those links in the show notes for you so on to a bit more yarn So, some more yarn then. As I mentioned, I was very kindly sent some very lovely new yarn to have a look at. This yarn has come from Joy at the Knitting Goddess, who, if you're not familiar with her, is a hand dyer based in Harrogate in North Yorkshire in the UK. She was previously on the south coast of England, and she's been dyeing yarn for a good number of years now. She's definitely one of the... old hands if you will at dyeing that's not calling joy old obviously because i know she listens to the podcast (laughs) but you know she's one of the veterans if you will of dyeing and um one of my favorite dyers in terms of the hand dyed yarns and one of the first uk dyers that i got really into she's had a few different um bases that i've really enjoyed and the Brit Sock being one of them, she did produce a colourway for the Golden Skein Spring Quarter on the Brit Sock yarn, um, which is a blend of Wensleydale Alpaca. Oh, what else is it? Mohair. And another one. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. I shouldn't know it off by heart. I normally know them off by heart. But we're not here today to talk about Brit Sock anyway. We're here to talk about the new yarn, which is Totally British 4-ply. This is a blend of 85% UK Wensleydale and uh, 15% UK Shetland yarn, and it is 100% grown, processed, spun, and dyed in the UK. So, unless you're a bulldog, you don't get much more British than this yarn. It comes in at 400 metres per 100 gram skein and it retails for £18.50 per 100 grams. I was sent a skein of this yarn in the red colourway. Uh, to have a little bit of a play with and that is what I am doing at the moment because you know how long it takes me to, to knit things and um, I didn't want to make you wait until the very end of knitting it before I actually started to give you a few thoughts on it and <laughs> um, and you'll hear more thoughts on it as I kind of go on through the project and you hear about the project in the whipping piccadilly section as as you normally do you'll hear more of what I think about the yarn Um but I wanted to kind of put it out there for, with some first thoughts for ye, and we'll discuss it more as we go along. Um, obviously, I was sent red as a colourway, cause red's my favourite colour, even though I almost exclusively were navy, grey, and mint green, not all together. Um, but I absolutely love red; it's my favourite. And Joy knows this, so she sent it to me in the red colourway. Now. It isn't a clear red, and you know I like a clear red because it has, um, on the natural colours of the the fleece that's used to spin this yarn, you can see the grey of the Shetland um, mixed in with the lighter colours of the Wensleydale. Now, this gives the yarn um, some really interesting tones and it gives the colours, obviously, that are dyed onto it. Um, quite a lot of depth when they're on the darker fibres and it produces a really interesting sort of almost marley effect and um, which just makes it just gives it a little bit more a bit more something than your average kind of merino, you know you get a merino or even a BFL it'll be a really clear colourway and they are beautiful um, but they tend to be not just sort of that much to them unless it's a very good dye and they've done a lot of d da- a lot of layering when they've dyed it, they quite often, for me, don't have a great deal to them. That's not to say I don't like them, but I you know they don't have that much kind of character. This has a lot of character because not only have you got the darker grey parts that are picking up the colours in different ways and obviously playing off the lighter parts that have picked up colours and again in a different way. Um, but you've got that lovely sheen as well from the Wensleydale that makes it really shiny to look at, almost like silk in some parts, in the lighter parts where it's not, you know, taking the the dye as well. It's um, it does have quite a silk-like appearance, and in the hand it is it's not merino, so let's just put that out there, now. It's not merino. It's never meant to be merino. It's never gonna feel like merino. It does have a little bit of a tickle in the hand, and if you rub it on your face, again, you can feel a bit of a tickle, not a scratch, a tickle, totally different, um, which you, you expect from this sort of yarn, to be honest. You don't pick this kind of yarn if you want some buttery soft, you know, melt in the mouth, melt in the hands, melt on your feet, because that's what's going to happen with merino um, yarn. You're Not to say merino doesn't have its place, because you know I do love a good merino, but this this is not merino. It's nowhere near Merino. Um, but the benefit of it being nowhere near Merino is that it has its own unique properties that go along with you know, that really high percentage of long wool. And the Shetland, which just gets better and better, the more you wear and wash Shetland, the better it gets. And the same can be said for Wednesday, it like does become a lot silkier and a lot shinier as you wash it and wear it. Um, So in the hand for knitting then, it does feel quite rustic to me to what compared to what i'm used to it feels quite stringy in the hand um because you've got those slightly tickly um fibers that are coming off it and there is a pretty decent halo with the fibers Um so it does feel robust and but yet there's quite a bit of give when when you're knitting with it it's it's got a bit of twang, but there's also a reasonable amount of give, which is 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 strange really. You'd kind of expect it to be one or or the other. Twang being a very kind of technical term, of course. Um, but there is there is quite a bit of stretch and bounce in it, which is is surprising, I'd have expected it to be a bit flatter and not quite so bouncy as it is. Um, You know, but bounce is not a bad thing. It's just a a kind of passing comment really. It's just not what you expect when you first get hold of it um, at all. In the knitted fabric then, it's coming up nicely, some pretty decent um, definition. Obviously not necessarily the definition you get on a high twist, um, but very, very pretty and neat looking uh, stitches in this yarn, which I am enjoying. And it doesn't feel splitty to me at all. I'm finding it quite easy to work with, and um, it's turned into quite a nice fabric. Now I'm, I've got high hopes for this for when it's washed and um, and worn a little bit because of the fibres that have been used. Because you've got that lovely Shetland and the Wensleydale, it is going to imp- it's going to be like a wine. reel. Really. it's going to improve with age. It's not like your merinos where it's bobbling within thirty seconds of you putting it on. That isn't going to happen with this with this yarn, um, it's just not going to happen, but I'll be interested to see, um, as the washing and wearing goes on, exactly how it matures as a uh, finished sort of knitted object. Um, definitely one for you if you want to try something a little bit different, a different blend because I've not seen this blend anywhere else, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've not seen it anywhere else, I think it is an exclusive for Joy and if you've been inspired to try different breed yarns in particular um it's quite accessible you know it's been it's been specifically picked for that reason i think to be something different and to take in those brilliant properties of that long wool without being so far out there that you just you're too afraid to use it um it is accessible for a breed yarn because a lot of us never go much further past merinos or bfls you know you're definitely not necessarily going to go into i mean i love the wensleydale and and the mohair and stuff i'm quite happy to crack on into that but a lot of people would be a little bit intimidated by perhaps using that or trying that and because they're not quite sure how it's going to behave and how it's going to come out and what the knitting experience is like so i think it is pretty accessible i think it's um something worth giving a try if you are new to breed yarns and you want to crack out a pair of socks for instance in this I think would be brilliant and would wear really well because of that long wool that long staple is going to give you plenty of strength in there um I don't know how it would turn out as a pair of um not a pair of mitts as a shawl mitts would be brilliant as a shawl uh being close to your neck um I mean it doesn't it doesn't bother me I, I mean I've got it up to my neck without washing it and it's there's a tickle again there's a tickle but it's not it's not prickly you'd have to um you'd have to try it depends on how sensitive your skin is i would say but completely suitable for mitts and things like that and hats as well um in particular it does look to be quite a fine gauge um yarn there isn't a lot of air in it a lot of volume in it as the yarn itself so you know you're going to have to to have a look at that when you're doing your pattern and see how it turns out and how it's, you know, swatch first if you've not used it before to make sure that it works out the way you want it to. Um, But I really like it. Like I said, I think it's fun. I think it's accessible. Um, I think it's a good gateway if you will into the more hard, what I think of as being the more hardcore sort of breeds and yarns and if you are a big hand-dyed fan it means you can experience that whole um, different breeds, without having to go with like brown or beige or grey. I like grey, but I, a lot of people they like hand dyed yarns because they like bright colours, not because they like nature natural shades. And I'm one of those people. I don't like natural shades of yarn. I just find them a little bit boring. Um, just because I, I like colour, so it's good for that as well. It gives you that ability to try a different, um. Breed yarn without having to go down the blanderiser route, as I call it. No offence to anyone. If you like natural shades, crack on. I like nothing more for people to knit something they enjoy looking at. And I know a lot of you are mad keen on, you know, fleeces in their natural beauty. And that's good. I don't. I like colour. So, um, that's why I like it, when people or hand-dyers will get a different blend and then they dye it up in their own style as well because it means I can enjoy both of them, both things in, in one handy package. Um, so then my first thoughts on Joy's uh, Totally British 4-ply and as I say, it's 85% UK Wenserdale, 15% UK Shetland, 100% grown, Process Spun and dyed in the United Kingdom. And it retails for £18.50 per 100 grams. And you get 400 metres for that. You can find Totally British 4ply over at the Knitting Goddess website. Which is www.thenittinggoddess.co.uk Word of warning. Don't subscribe to Joy's newsletters. Unless you want to spend all of your money on Joy's yarn. And I would heartily encourage you to do so. um, But yeah temptation abound and every week at that um she does some beautiful stuff she does some she does some great merinos she does some uh awesome self-stripes she does loads of really nice yarns apart from or rather as well as not apart from as well as the totally british uh four ply Uh, So head on over there and give her stuff a check out and if you have already used this yarn, it was launched at Edinburgh Yarn Festival so it's not the oldest yarn in the world, it's only been out for just over a month. If you've used this yarn, um, pop over to the group and let me know what you think about it and we can get a bit of a a sort of opinion going on that um, and what you've used it for as well. So I said we'd figure out at the end where the show would take us. And it's come back to the old Stasher Rooney, actually. Because I feel like I need to explain the title of, um, of the show. Because a few people this week have been massively overanalyzing things that I've said. And that's all I will say on the matter. Um, but I feel like I need to kind of explain the title of the podcast, and the podca- the title is Is that is That It?, and um, I've just been a bit, this week, overwhelmed by the enormity of the stash, I've been working on that video show for ages now, so I'm kind of heads in with that, and um, actually acquired another skein of the red yarn from Travel Knitter, so that would be like three skeins that I've had to myself now, but bought my own yarn back off my own. <laughs> Customers, um, to to have another one of it and uh. Jem, little grey girl, Jem was looking for a grey yarn to go with a project for one of her golden skein yarns, and I was like, oh, I've got this grey. These do this kind of grey, and they do that kind of grey. And I opened the box and realized there was grey yarn in there that I forgot I even owned. And then I find another thing that I was like that's really pretty. Forgot I owned that, and. Went over to my pile of what I, in my head is podcast prizes, whereas in reality, two of them are podcast prizes, and the rest of it is my yarn. And just thought, oh, god, all this stuff's mine as well. And then finally, just got a bit of a a sort of like you know when you forget something, you like, and you get that kick in the stomach when you've forgotten it. Um, it was like that, and it was it was the contestant's fault. Um, the neon green. Uh, yellowy highlighter colour that I bought from her at Christmas or was it before Christmas it was Um and I'd forgotten I even had that and that was on my desk for about two months and I'd forgotten I even owned it and I just thought this is this is actually ridiculous now I, there's yarn in here that is beautiful that I don't know I have I don't have time to knit it it's all just too much it's a bit too much it's like having you know when you get to the point where you eat too much there is a point where you eat too much cake and you don't want any more. The same applies for sushi. I think I'm at that point with yarn. And I'm like, is is that it? Is Am I at the point now where I do finally say, no, I don't want to buy anything? No. No new yarn and I just want to work through what I've got. And I think I might be. I think I might be at that point, you know. I really do. Unless there's something that comes along that I desperately want to knit and I don't have the yarn for. I think I'm at that point. I think that is it. You know, I'm 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 full. I'm done with buying more yarn. So we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Probably going to buy some at the weekend now. Now that I've put it out there and said it. Because that's how it goes, obviously. But there just comes a point where you're like, no, I just want to release the gains. I don't want to collect any more of this stuff. I want less of everything. And I want more. I mean, obviously once you've knit them, they turn into stuff to wear. But you can give some of them, you know, give them away or... To make someone else happy or or what have you. Um, But I just feel like those eight boxes and several piles around the house need to just become a lot less. They need to become one box and actually be used. Because some of that stuff's been in there for nearly four years. And it's just just ridiculous, basically. So, I think, is that it? That, That is it. For my uh, for my yarn buying for now, I'm pouring it out there. Um, I'm not going to say the, the words, you know, Ch- Ch- Charlie Ch- Charlie Sierra. I'm not going to say it out loud. If you say it out loud, I feel like I'm I'm stopping myself having things, and I will have to rebel at my self-imposed um, not buying of yarn. But yeah, I've just yeah, is that it? I think yeah, that is it. Yeah, so we'll see we'll see how we progress with the the knitting but I, I know a few people get to this point where they're like oh i've just got too much i've got too much so i might go back and listen to curious helen's d stash um love your stash episodes from january perhaps to have another think about what i've got and see if there's anything i could maybe lose and gift a bit and i need to definitely just start working through what i've got and stop accumulating more less is more that's my new motto less is more commit to knitting the stuff you have so that is all we have time for this week i hope you've enjoyed the show feel free to get in touch with me and tell me what you think or if you've got any uh, comments queries etc you can contact me on the details in the outro join me next week for another interview i have the fabulous estelle Uh, Faust of Midwinter Yarns coming onto the show to talk all things yarny and business with us Uh, she's a great laugh I really enjoyed listening to her stories about how uh, growing up in Sweden have influenced her as a knitter and as a business so join me next week for that but in the meantime I hope you will have a great week happy crafting and I'll speak to y'all again soon bye Been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy, and yarn in equally large measures. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog or I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by a music alley, and it is Adam and the Walter Boys, and I need a drink.